Well, welcome back. Let's get into it. Joining me is my special guest, my friend, Joel Robinson. How are you doing today in my pro? I'm, I, you know, I call you Joel Robinson. You know you are Pastor Robinson to me. Well, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing well. Good. I would just like to tell the listeners, my, and I call it the congregation, um, a little short bio about you, okay? So, Pastor Robinson was blessed to grow up in a Christian family home that was saturated with the Word of God. His father is Pastor Jeremiah Robinson Sr., along with three brothers who share in the gospel ministry. He didn't want to go into ministry because of seeing personally how hard and demanding it was. He accepted Jesus as his personal Lord in September, on September the 15th, 1991, at the age of 13, and has always wanted to do more for God since that age. His passion would lead him to seek God's face and worship and use his gifted voice to sing praises of God. And when I tell you he can sing, he can sing. In 2001, a, he formed a gospel music group named New Vision. This talented music group of artists would minister songs that was originally written by Pastor Robinson, created in 1998. It was then that God showed him that he wanted his mouthpiece to be a blessing as well in his right to help build the kingdom of God. God has blessed him to be a family man with an amazing wife, a life partner, Lady Anna M. Robinson, along with three children, Tanae, Kennedy, and Joel II, and one gorgeous granddaughter, Michaela. Pastor Robinson believes in um, the worship music, and the commitment to serving as a leader allows him to continue in striving to proclaim the good news of God's love, to help others re-encounter him, to lead them to praise and worship in the spirit of truth and excellence. I must agree. So welcome, my friend. I often call, I often call you my big little brother. <laughs> I can't explain how God chooses to connect people together. I, I, I mean, it's amazing. But one thing for sure, we have found um, that our friendship is very candid. I, I, I must say that, that you have shown yourself to be friendly. Um, you know, in that Proverbs part where it says, um, if you desire a friend, one must first show himself friendly. You know that part that I'm talking about? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, even though you a pastor, you know, I still have to test the word. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you allow me to show myself friendly and doing so. I gained a what I call a little big brother, you know, because I'm older than you. But not by much now. You still old. <laughs> not by much. You know, I like to tell my listeners about my guests and how we became acquainted. In your case, we were car leads at work, but later became family. 
we watched out for each other, even down to those healthy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even when it was not so healthy. <laughs> Uh, we held each other up in prayer and through it all we made it to the end and Lord I thank God for the end with that being said (laughs) (laughs) but I can remember you being asked to speak in our chapel service at school listen let's just say them pearls were not given to swine today I have had the pleasure of casting some of them pearls to our listening listeners um, you better catch the pearls he catch, you know, cast to us because he speaks. And when it drops, it's like he trying to make it rain for Jesus. I'm sorry. Those pearls be good. Lord Jesus, help us because sometimes I will go to work and uh, it was chapel service and, you know, you would get up there and you would say whatever needs to be said that God told you to say. And I would be like, man, thank you, Jesus. I needed that word. So I appreciate your obedience and just taking on that um, assignment, even though I understand that wasn't your assignment, but it was your, <laughs> it was your assignment for for me, I'm going to make it personal. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what the spirit has to say to you about family. I know you're ready. So let's get straight into it. OK, they say the power, there's power in prayer. I read in the Bible around the fifth chapter in the book of James um, around the latter part of the verse. It states the affected, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Now I would like us to um, dive into two important questions about family. How effective is it for families to pray together? And what weight does God measure these types of prayers? First of all, thank you so much for um, having me on your podcast. It's truly a blessing. Um, And you are a great woman of God. Um, Now for those questions, Family prayer is effective because a family cannot sustain itself without a balance and a a rooted belief in God. There's no way in the world that we can be the family that we should be if we don't pray together. My grandfather um, back in Alabama used to have this saying. He says a family that prays together stays together. And he meant it and he he showed us how to pray as a family when we ate lunch or dinner, whatever it is we were eating at his home. We would not eat in our own rooms, wouldn't eat by ourselves. We'd come together to the table. Everybody would pray. And after we after we'd finish our prayer, we would have a scripture we would say, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. It was his way of connecting us together with God and family together and telling us that even when we're not together, our prime opportunity is to seek the Lord while he may be found. And it helped us, you know, it helped us to understand that 
No matter where we go, what we do, we still should seek the Lord. So when you have your own families, when we walk away from this table, we're to seek the Lord. And it kept going. For us, it was continual. Um, I have a, a nice size family. It's five of us total. I have four, three brothers and one sister, five of us total. And when I tell you it was nothing beyond exciting in the house, <laughs> it was something else. But one thing, we, <laughs> one thing we did, though, our dad still instilled of us. It was every Sunday before we got ready to go to church. Come on, everybody come in here. Let's hold hands and make this circle and we'll pray. And so it, it gave us what we needed, man. I mean, there have been some times where we didn't understand, but it set our week ablaze with God when we got, got together and held hands and um, and started praying. And you asked the weight of um, what weight does God measure these types of prayers? Uh, there is a scripture in the Bible that declares where there's two or three gathered together, touching and agreeing in my name. I will be in the midst. I can uh. truly tell you. I can truly tell you there were some times where we should have been hurt from car accidents, from different other mistakes that should have happened to us. But it was like there was a major hedge of protection around us. And I think it was all because we gathered together to pray. We can gather together for a football game. We can gather together to watch TV. We can gather together to go out and have dinner. We can absolutely gather together for prayer. And so when God measured those prayers, the more that we get together, um, it seems as if the more that he's in our presence. And um, that's that's what it is. God's measure is so major when it comes to that. Wow. The, the fact that you said that measure is based on how he's in our presence, um, mm. that that makes a whole that makes a lot of sense. You know, so often I hear pastors say pre-adventure, pre-adventure. And um, to know that the coming together, you said when two or three are gathering his name, he's in the midst. So yes. to know that coming together, that coming togetherness brings Jesus in your home. And yes. based on how you reference him is how he return protects you from yes. dangerous seen as well as unseen. But there was something you mentioned earlier. Um, and I searched the Bible throughout to find where, uh, you know, where is it? A family that prays together, stays together. But as you know, it's not found in the Bible. However, no. there are many proverbs and old sayings that are not found in the Bible, but life has proven it to be true. It yes. reminds me of when the Bible states faith without works is dead. OK, mm -hmm. I believe family without prayer is a dead family, um, a family that is left for doom. I had to make it sound so, you know, disastrous. But listening, um, I'm sure you agree there are going to be hard times and stuff we all have to go through as a family. Uh, yes. Prayer helps us to overcome the most difficult times in our life. And I know if the congregation would say amen on that because they can, <laughs> I, they are my witness. Oh, my. Let's just talk about it. Family starts first when a man and a woman become one and holy matrimony. So many times um, when you get married, you think, oh, God, I, I need children, uh -huh. you know. And then I could become a family. No, that starts 
first when y'all come right. together as man and woman as one without the kids. They just add it to the family. But when we are by ourselves and we're not married, the foundation begins with us, with the individual, the relationship between you and Christ. That's the family. So the foundation of prayer begins first with you, but carries over to you becoming one. So I love the fact that God makes sure we understand that, that before we even get married, we got to first start with prayer ourselves, you know. Right, Um, right. And sometimes when you get married, because we're talking about family, and I'm just going to be, of course, use myself as an example. Um, I was an independent woman, and so... And save and sanctify, had my own money and no no other stuff on the side now, no other stuff on the side. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I had my issues, so I would pray and pray and pray and pray. And it made it sometimes once when I got married, because I was so used to praying like I prayed, I had to learn how to come together as one. You know, not be so selfish, selfless in my prayers, but understand that now I have a partner and God wants Mm. you to come together as one. So how hard was it for you to adjust from not being uh, selfless um, and learning God wants to hear both parties? Um, It was it was an adjustment uh, because before, like you said, before you were married, you're alone. And when you are single, you do things uh, relatively that are single towards you. So whatever you do, you go get something to eat. That's on you. You go do whatever. It's on you. You know, you have nobody else to be accountable for or accountable to. Um, But when you have to turn that page, it is an adjustment. Please don't get it mistaken. Don't get it twisted. You have to have to make the proper adjustments for relationship. And after all, even when, because um, I, I, I have been saved all of my life, and, um, and there were some times where I didn't, I didn't want to hear about God, although I was a PK, and a lot of people don't know what PK is, uh, preacher's kid. Uh, sometimes, I can tell you something, I went to church so much, I was so tired of church. Do you hear me? <laughs> I went to church. Yeah, because they already gave you a title, the deacon. Oh, (laughs) yeah, oh Lord, I'm telling you, they had taught us how they had taught taught us how to do devotion. I come from an old Baptist church. We we I've been Baptist since I've been this color. You hear me? And so, (laughs) um, so they they've always taught us what to do in church, and I I was learned and learned in doing certain things in the tradition. But um, after that, I'm like, you know what? I just need a break. I want a break. And so I had to learn how to gather a true sense of relationship with God. So I had to be self selfless into saying, I want this, but what does God want? Mm-hmm. And so when I, the more I started to pray is the more I understand what he wanted. Um, you read a part of the, the bio, um, this is a portion of the story. I can't, I can't even go into detail as how um, I would pray and he would tell me what he wanted me to do. And I had to turn the page because like, I, like you said, I did not want to start to preach because I've seen the struggle. I've seen what has happened. I was like, you know what? I'm not, that ain't for me. That's not for me. That's mm. not for me. I'm not going to do that. Um, let me keep on going. But I had to turn the page and become selfless in the same way when it came to being married and to understand that God is not a God of singularity. He's not a God of singularity. He is a God of unity. And so um, 
I learned, I had to learn. Hey, this is not just about you. I know you have some wants and some needs, but when I, what happened is when I started to realize um, that God does, he honors both parties because the Bible is clear on what it says. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, he obtains favor with the Lord. But he said, when we're married, we become one flesh. We become one flesh. So that means that even though you'll pray singular, a lot of times when you get with your mate, the same thing that they're asking for is the same thing you're asking for. Wow. That yeah. oneness, that oneness, <laughs> that oneness, that oneness. And so God and so God works in one. God works in unity. And we have the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He works in one. They work in one defined, one connection, one spiritual connection. And so um and the same thing when it comes to to a marriage. I mean, I, I've learned, I've learned. My and my, my wife has an awesome prayer life. Let me tell you something about a praying woman. Oh my God, there's nothing like a woman who prays for her husband. And, mm. and man, listen. One thing about a preacher. Preacher is bipolar at best. I said it. I said it. Here. <laughs> preacher bipolar at best. I mean, I mean, because, you know, we go through our different situations, our different struggles, and we, we deal with church life, we deal with family life, yes. deal with work life. And there, there's a different dichotomy of each. But when it comes down to the house, there's something about a great woman who balances the man out. Mm. Do you hear me? Mm. And so, and when in that balance, we find our prayer life. Because mm. sometimes, you know, I, she could easily be like, you know what, you crazy, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> but... <laughs> But she knows how to pray. Wow. You she know, that's awesome. Pray. That's awesome. Um, the understand that God sees the oneness uh, when yes. you're praying. And, you know, yes. I, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of you say preachers are bipolar at his best. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I reckon to differ. From <laughs> I don't know because I'm married to one, but, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you, you married know, to the pastor. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. yeah, you know. So you know, I got, I got a little bit. Mm-mm, not my husband, no boo. Right, okay. <laughs> Let me bless your life, yes, ma'am. <laughs> that, but I that remind, changed it for me. Okay, you know, yeah, that yeah. Me is, but yeah, I understand. That. I understand. But I remember, um, I was in um, the a grocery line, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm this older guy, you know, when people just have those conversations when you're in the line, like you really want to invite them to talk to you, but they fear necessary, you know, and I do right. it too sometimes, every boom, boom. <laughs> but we was talking and he was, um, he asked me a question. The first thing he asked me, like, what career I have. And then next thing we was just talking, he was like, um, uh, you look like somebody that's married to somebody important. I was like, what this man talking wow. about? <laughs> you know, I'm just listening yeah. to him. And so mm-hmm. he was like, uh, you know, what do your husband do for a living? And I was like, well, you know, he, he drives trucks, but of course, you know, he preaches. He said, oh, Lord, let me tell you, it's two things that you can't tell nobody. I lightly fell though when he said this. To me, he said, he said, a doctor and a preacher, <laughs> a doctor because okay. they all wrapped up in their science and medicine, and a preacher, uh-huh. he can't hear for nobody but God. I said, oh Lord wow. Jesus, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought about that for years, and so I when know. you said bipolar, I was like, oh, oh my God. that explains it. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Even though I'm still going to say I bet the difference. I bet. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of touched on it. I want you to try to just give the congregation a little bit. Why is it important for God to see the oneness? You touched on it a little bit, how God comes in and he honors those prayers. Um but I want you to just kind of explain that oneness a little bit more. Not a problem. Um, I was reading a scripture last night. And as I was reading the scripture, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was letting them know, man, I'm getting ready to go back to Jesus. So what I'm going to tell you is uh, you have work to do. But then he says, greater work shall you do. But before in that passage, he was talking to his disciples and one of the disciples asked a question. He says, how do we know who God is? How do we know where God is? If you're going where God is, now, how do you know? How do we know who God is? What is the description is what is type? Jesus says, are you crazy? I, if you seen me, then you seen the father. What he was actually saying is, I am the son of God, which means that I am him. He is in me and I am in him. him. In other words, it was showing the unity of the God, the father, God, the son and, and the Holy Spirit. He was letting him know that there is no way that I can work or function without the father. And even in our own lives, we have to be able to function with the father. So the best way to function the father is when you pray, ask God not for your own will, but his will. That's why when Jesus prayed, he said, uh, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done. It was not pertaining to what he wanted, but it was about the unity of the father. When you're in unity of the father, uh, God does some things that are so phenomenal. He does some things when you decide to let go of your own will and seek the oneness of God and seek God in one way. Listen, God opens doors. I mean, that are ridiculous. He does. Um, I love how Jesus said it. Even when Jesus was at the end of his life and he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, as he prayed, we're talking about prayer. He said, if it be will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not that my will, but thy will be done. You see the switch? Yes. And so, and so, and so what God does, God did is God let his son know, you know, we're already together. You already know you got to go through this. Let's get it done. He hmm. says, nevertheless, not my will, you'll be done. Which means that Jesus would not have mind to maybe stay on earth a little bit longer. But because he was in unity with God, the father, God, the father had told him, he already know. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And so that's when we come into oneness of God. We we lose certain things that we want to be uh, selfish on. And we seek what, what God's will is. And sometimes we don't want to do what God says do. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to I want to let you know that sometimes even us as the people of God, we have the propensity to try to stretch things out and make things last longer than what they should be. That's I'm so true. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book. The book is called uh, I want to put a plug in. It's called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. The Necessary Endings is a book that tries to help us understand that all of us have to give up something in order to move forward. Mm. And so in being with oneness of God, God makes us give up, gives up things in order to move forward. You cannot say you love God, you cherish him and keep the same traits and habits that you've always had as a sinner. 
That's we so have true. to learn. That's we so have to true. learn. Yeah, being in relationship and oneness with God, when we do what God says do, things happen. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You can't be in oneness with God and get what you think you want or need. You have to seek the kingdom of God first. And in seeking the kingdom of God first, you be being one with the Father. Now that's straight facts right there. When you said seek ye first the kingdom of God, it will bring you into the oneness of the Lord. And I'm, I'm oh, oh my gosh. When you were saying, let me slow myself down because you said something. You cannot be in oneness of God and want to keep that old stuff. I think I'm kind of paraphrasing it how you said yeah. it, what you were saying, but I want you to repeat that right quick. It was a point that you stated about the old habits. You got to give them up. Yeah, you you cannot be in oneness with God and continue to keep the same sinful ways you've already had. Yes, you can. yes, so you can. true. And a lot of times... Um, Christians may feel as though they have already arrived. Baby, we will never arrive until oh, Christ no. comes. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll right. never arrive until Christ comes because daily, this is a daily walk with him. And that's why yes. we seek him daily, you know, mm -hmm. while Absolutely. there's time. You know, we yes. have to do that. And the devil understands their, that power. He yes, understands he that seeking power is birthed through prayer. He understands yes. that. And so what he does, he tries to keep us from praying together. He tries to destroy the family. I mean, he just understands the unity, the oneness, the oneness, the oneness. He understands that unity. And so yes. that's his job. Um, I believe right. that's where even Adam uh, kind of messed it up a little bit. You know, if they would have spoken to God first before they decided to take the serpent up on his offer, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. the outcome would have been maybe different, you know, because right. if you're praying to him, you you, you think you will listen to <laughs> you, you <laughs> right. to his instructions, <laughs> you, you know, because, right. you know, right. you, we talk about personal stuff. Sometimes we get down there and pray and God say, go open the door. You be like, Huh? <laughs> right. What, what does exactly. opening the door have to do with <laughs> what I just came to you and asked right. you for? And but you, you know, some of us out of obedience, we would stop in the middle of our prayer and go open the door, and boom, there go the blessing. Other of us would be sitting for God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and so um, you would think that they would have petitioned the Lord. Uh, first before they decided. Not only that, um, let's look at the two brothers, Cain and Abel. Family. You know, God told Cain to get it straight, but jealousy pushed him into a place of hatred, which later grew into murder. All over what he, and you know what? God kind of like dropped this in my spirit. People can be jealous over just how you worship. Yes. You know, yes. that was his form of worship. Abel was showing right. God how much he how much he how much God meant to him. And Cain, right. he just got mad over how like 
brother come on now right right the same way and and the same way you see me worship the lord you could do the same thing and that's pretty much what god was saying (laughs) you have every right to worship me the same way you just chose not to you just want to bring me these little dandelions you (laughs) 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 you know you ain't want to make that sacrifice you ain't want to go out there and just worship me the way and so Cain murdered his brother, um, being jealous over what he offered to God. I believe right. a family that does not pray together creates opportunities for serpents and for the spirit of jealousy mm. to creep into the house. You know, the That's Bible teaches us that men ought to always pray, you know. How relative is this to bring up a child? You know, how relative should we teach our children to pray? You know, we understand family starts between a man and a woman. um, And we understand that family in the kingdomship of God becomes between the singleness and you learning how to pray to your father. But how do you teach your children the evidence of this in the scripture? Oh, wow. That's a good question. When it relates to bringing up a child, prayer is primary. Prayer is primary. I've said this and this is my phrase and I'm sticking to it. Prayer brings God to your address. Mm. Prayer, what that means is that when you pray, God actually pays attention and sees where you are. So when you when you start to talk to God, he stops what he's he stops what he's doing and he sees where you are. He, he, he sees where you are. And, and even in that fact, when it comes to your children, I mean, from the get go, I can even make an example out of um, my son. My son is now 16 years old. When he first was born, there were complications. He had to be um, cut out of the womb. Mm. Of course, he ceased cesarean. When mm-hmm. they took him out, he didn't cry. Mm. He didn't cry. And I did. I heard it. And um, so I followed them to ICU. When I followed them to ICU, they said, well, your son is one of his lungs is not properly developed. So we don't really look for him to live uh, that long. So one lung was OK. The other one was not as functional as the other one. OK, um, I didn't. All I knew was to call on God. Yes, yes. (laughs) All I knew was to call on God. And so I got on the phone. I called my father, my brothers. I said, man, I need y'all to pray. Listen to what I said. I called my father and my brothers. I I, I called it. I called that family prayer in the beginning. I I got (laughs) you. I called it. Trust me. (laughs) You call a prayer meeting in the house. So I understand in your house. I understood. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Father and brothers. Hey, listen, I need y'all to pray. They're saying... And I didn't have to tell them the severity of things. I just let them know, hey, something's not right. I need you to pray. Okay. They stopped what they were doing. They decided to do what it is they needed to do. They prayed. I prayed. We prayed together. Um, I have another brother out of town. He called. We prayed over the phone. We prayed. I um, And the word also tells us, as Jesus told his disciples, when he did certain things, he says, these things only come by fasting and praying. I stopped eating because my child was involved. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm. 
Mm. And it only takes, it takes that matter of discipline and structure. Listen, you know you need something for God. I don't have time to play with you. I don't have time to deal with foolishness. All I got time to do is only seek and try to hear the voice of God. I had to be where they, whether God said yes or God said no, I wanted to make sure I was clear upon all things. So we prayed. And like I said, 16 years later, he's here taller than me, bigger than me. Um, now I look at, I now I see, I'm, I stand 6'2". Uh, I, now I see myself looking up at him just a little bit. Don't get it twisted. Wow, wow, but wow. I see, but he's looking at me. <laughs> It's, and it's not because of something that we've done so wonderful. It's because we decided to know that men ought to always pray and not faint. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so I'm, we I, Oh my gosh, this is so good. When I tell you this is so good, how important it is to just call prayer in your house. Man, listen, you're going to make some yeah. uh, people that are listening, our uh, listeners, uh, the congregation that I call them so, um, to say, I need to call a prayer meeting in my house, you know? Yes. And, and I'm yes. telling you, I so often truly believe that the prayer meeting is so important. Um, you were saying yes. about the emergency of your son. Obviously, we know God answered the prayer of the young man. Is still yes. here, taller yes. than you. I mean, God, oh every time I would look at him, I would say, that's what that's what prayer does. It it is yes. seed. <laughs> He's exceedingly yes. abundantly above. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. Um, and it does work. It does work. And, you know, I think about the time uh, my precious daughter Lydia you know the one that you so graciously have adopted under your wings and she so graciously loved speaking with you but I think about how how it is important to pray as a family so when you are in a situation where you don't even know you're supposed to be praying Mm -hmm. but those Mm -hmm. prayers that you have touched and agreed have become that covering. We kind of talked about it a little earlier. Um, well, she, I had just given birth to her and um, she was fine. They took her and husband went off to do some work and, you know, to give me some rest, uh, right. much needed. And the doctor came in and um, he said, uh, I want to I say something to you. And um, at this time, he was a, I believe he was a deacon getting ready to be. Yes, I had a, I didn't know God set me up like that, but that's the way God set me up. Gave me a doctor that was a minister or uh, getting ready to become a minister for um, First Baptist of downtown. Okay. Um, And him and his beautiful wife at that time was working together in the place that I was going want them to take care of my child. But after I had given birth to her, he sat down and he said, oh, you have such a beautiful daughter. He said, but she was born as a preemie, by the way. He said, "Um, I didn't know how I was going to come tell you. He said that, but your daughter went blue on me. She wasn't breathing and her whole face had turned blue. Wow. And I was like, I was sitting in the bed listening because I know you finna give me something better. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So he was like, out of nowhere, I took my hands and I just began to pray for her. 
This is the doctor. Wow. He said, I lay hands on your child because the first thing I said, God, I can't go in there and tell her that her baby is dead. Wow. My God. And he said, out of nowhere, her skin began began to come back. Her lips that was really just bluish had begun to get color to it. Yeah. I just had to come in and tell you that she is a healthy baby. Hallelujah. And I mean, I couldn't do nothing but cry because I thought about what you said, how important it is for us to pray. Yes. And I believe that prayer covered my child before she even came out my womb and when I wasn't there to lay hands on her didn't even know the enemy was trying to attack her or take her away from me there was God and so it is very important I mean if you haven't called a prayer meeting in your house you need to the Trimble household will call a prayer meeting. The way we get off this phone, we got to continue to call prayer meetings. And trust me, the Trimble household will call a prayer meeting in the house. Wonderful. It makes a big difference. I have Absolutely. learned a lot and it will build a strong foundation. I'm sure the listeners will agree that these pearls that you have cast to us today has truly been a blessing. Um, Please, would you share any final thoughts on the topic, the power of prayer and sticking together as it relates to family and prayer? I just want to say thank you once again for the opportunity uh, to have me on your podcast. I'm grateful. And um, um, the, the Robinson plant family, they pray. They some praying people. Um, so, um, but just to let you know, uh, be not dismayed, whatever be tired. God will take care of you uh, are the words of the song, but he will take care of you if you talk to him. I've learned that the only way to have the best relationship is have effective communication. And my effective communication does not mean talking to everybody outside of my house. It discusses talking to the Lord first, Mm. God first, family second, everybody else got away. Mm. And so I want you to know that the best foundation, like I said in the beginning, the best foundation uh, for your life is a deep seated relationship with God. And there is no way in the world that you can make it without talking to him. Um, There's an old song and then I'm done. It says, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. If he tells you he is his own by his word, you ought to tell him that he is your own by your words. Pray to God. Talk to him and he will make a way for you. God bless. Thank you, Mrs. Tremble. No problem. No problem. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I always love when we talk together because these are some of the conversations that we could just sit and talk about God. Um, So I love bringing you your conversation that was really needed to to our congregation. So please don't you sign off. Pastor Joel Robinson would like to pray for you and your family, um, whether we are blood adopted as the family through Jesus Christ. We understand a family that prays together, stays together. So let us pray. Pastor Robinson, please pray for us today, the family. Absolutely. As we bow our heads, Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the opportunity that we have in knowing that we can go to you anytime we want to, Father. And uh, as my mama used to say, your line is never too busy. So thank you, Lord God, for what you've done. Thank you for what you've 
allowed us to become in your children. Father, we give you praise and glory because there is nobody like you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we've been discussing prayer, Father, we pray that you would take our prayer life to a whole nother dimension. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father, we know what it is that we've always wanted to ask for. Let us become in line and in sync with your will. Let us seek your kingdom first, God. And Father, we pray that as we seek your kingdom first, that you would have your way in our lives. Turn some things around, move barriers, break shackles, bind yokes, God. Do what you do best. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you now for the privilege, God, that you give us that we can talk to you as our Father. So thank you, Daddy, for this privilege. Thank you for giving us the right to give you uh, everything that we have in conversation. God, you don't limit us in what we say, God. You let us be candid and open as the conversation should be to a Father. So we thank you, God, for that privilege. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare to lead this podcast, whoever might be listening, Father, we pray a special prayer for their family. We pray, God, that you would bind them together, not in uh, just uh, camaraderie, God, but in unity, fellowship, and love, that you would bind them together as families, God, that the families would no longer be separated, that, that you would gather that man and that woman, that husband and that wife, uh, those children together, God, and it wouldn't be out of hate, but it would be out of mat of love that has never been seen before. Father, we pray that the love of God and the peace of God would enter into their homes. Father, we pray that everybody under the sound of my voice, God, would know what it is to find, to develop a real relationship in God. Father, we pray that foundations will be stronger. Mm. We pray that family lines would be better, God. We pray that communication would be more effective. God, and even then when one wouldn't listen, they would start listening. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Father, yes. we know that you can do anything but fail. Have your way, God. And as our families grow stronger, our churches grow stronger. As our churches grow stronger, our communities grow stronger. And as our community grows stronger, our city is the bomb. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for your power like never before. As we're following and coming through a pandemic, we've been praying the whole time. So mm. thank you, God, that the pl pandemic was a pandemic and that you planned it all alone, that we could come back together in prayer. Thank you, Father, mm. for the privilege of coming together and being able to sit in each other's presence and knowing, God, that we need to work on some things. So we work now on our relationship with you like mm. never before. Have your way. We give you praise and we give you honor. Everyone who comes out of this, everyone who comes under the sound of my voice, everyone who is praying, God, please, we pray that you would hear and answer our prayers and let them line up with your will. It's in the precious name of Jesus the Christ we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it. Another much needed discussion, prayer. Tune in next time. Until then, remember, there is power in sticking together. <laughs>